You're listening to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Old School with BT, Barry Thompson. Old School is brought to you by the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese at 84th and Havelock. They have a retail store and butcher shop. Hand-cut certified Piedmont beef and unique with their unique ingredients. Open seven days a week, 8 a.m., 8 p.m. Ribeyes, strips, tenderloins, or tenderloin, sirloin, and any other type of cut you want. I know Barry is a chef connoisseur. Barry, Barry would do some serious damage with ribeyes and New York strips. I know because he, he can throw down. <laughs> yeah, especially the strips. The strips. I'll let somebody else jack up the ribeyes because I've seen some good stuff with ribeyes, you know, with the mushrooms and all that stuff. Yeah. So I'll let somebody else hook my ribeye up. But the strips, I'm going to get down on. I, I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any doubt. No there, question. There's there's no doubt. ABT, it it for you as a quarterback. Uh, Nebraska's got a room full of running backs. All that af- offer a little bit of different thing, right? A little bit of thing. They've got you know you've got Johnson who does a little bit of everything well. You could move him to different places. Um, got some downhill run last year late in the season, so they know he can tote the mail. You can catch it out of the backfield. You've got Yant, who gives you the thump and thunder. You've got uh, Irvin, who we know, um, you know, from the lower bodies, as good as there is, trying to keep him healthy and get him in the space. You've got all D- Division Two, all everything. I'm explosive. I can bang my head on the goalpost if you, if you give me a block. But you're a quarterback. You're a quarterback. What do you want back there on the first play? What do you who, what, wanna, what, what do you want? I want all of them. <laughs> <laughs> you want all of them. I want somebody. You know, the, the thing about running the football, it just depends on how you team. You know, if you got monsters up front and you can and, – and this is coming from a quarterback, I'm just telling you. If you have monsters up front and they can just blow people away, um, you know, it's been said many, many, many times. That's not – you know, running the ball in defense is not only a young quarterback best friend. But you look at the NFL, it's an old quarterback ticket to a championship. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we, we can get all happy. And I, I love throwing the ball, and I love the quarterback position. But let's be real. You want to go win a championship, you better be able to run the daggone football, and you better be able to play some defense. And and what happens a lot of times when we're watching, these offenses rightly that, that are explosive and they score a lot and they have – fantastic receivers and you know Mahomes is on it, it, it is great and it's fun to watch and that's how it's sold and I understand that but on those teams what gets missed is the defensive side of the ball the reason they're scoring so much is that the, they have a defense that consistently gives the ball back to them consistently gives the ball back to yeah. them yeah. and not only gives the ball back to them but because of what the defense is doing it gives them the ball on short field. They're not – Patrick Mahomes didn't make his living scoring making 80-yard drives. You understand? Josh Allen didn't have the season because every time he got the ball, he was at his own 10. Good teams have good defenses. Good teams can run the ball 
when they want to and when they have to. And, and it's just a fact of life. You can make all the rule changes you want, but I haven't seen a year of championship football where that wasn't true. So if you have a guy who can plunge in there and, and bang somebody and make them think about, do they really want to tackle in the fourth quarter? I love that. You give me a back who I can keep in for three downs, who he can, he can run. I can keep in pass protection because he can block. He can get matched up on a backer and handle that. And I can get him in pass. Boom. I love that too. Right? So it sounds like they have almost a, a complete running back out of all of them. Now let's just use them strategically, make them happy, and let's make some first downs and score the ball. Barry, I wanted to ask you, and I'm always trying to – I always feel like in the first game <clears> – <throat> You know, you, you scout the other team, but you want to do self-scouting as much as possible. Because I, I, I think if you if you do a really hard job and thorough job of, of self-scouting yourself, you can kind of, I think, adjust a little bit better. What do you think Pat Fitzgerald and the defensive staff is going to try to do to take Casey Thompson off his game, the Nebraska game, offense off their game, um, from what you've seen from Casey at Texas – or what you've seen maybe from Mark Whipple's offense that you would really want to take away to, uh, you know, stymie their rhythm or get them off, off kilter offensively? Well, I don't know that he – that Pat operates that type of defense. Right. But he has that type of defense where – They're going to play you know, what they play. Right. They'll play what they play. It keeps it simple for the players. And, you know, they're, they're not going to freak out because you, you complete the pass and they're going to freak out or adjust because – this guy's getting the ball. But they will freak out about, hey, we're giving up a big play. We're giving up right. 20 yards, that type of thing consistently, right? That that type of play. But they're going to play that, that type. I think Michigan State a while ago, I forget who the defense coordinator was, he would stay in a 4-3 country cover four no matter what. I mean, the game just changed, right? But his point was that particular defense wasn't in the business of taking things away. Right now, Jay, you know, you and I kind of think differently, right, about defenses, right? I want to know what your number one play is, the formation you run it out, and I want to take that away from you. Exactly. And then I want to sit, right, and then because for us, right, we're thinking, hey, we take that away, that's how we're putting you off schedule. Right? I'm not taking any risks. I'm just lined up. I know what you run. I know what your tendencies are, and we're going to line up to take that away. Now I'm going to make you play with one hand behind your back, and let's see how well you do that, right? Right. And I'll do that consistently. Right? And then at this down, right, this is now now you and I are developing our call sheet. But I don't think that, that Northwestern plays that way. Right. I, I just don't think that they do. There may be other defenses within the conference that do. But, um, you know, um, we're not the defense coordinators. <laughs> we used to, well, I mean, it's funny because, I mean, we would go through these – we go through our call sheet, and Barry and I, I mean, we'd game plan, we'd watch film, come up with a way we were going to attack. Hey, what can we do here? Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. 
check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. They do this. What can we do that? But we had a head coach who just was a knucklehead and wouldn't pay attention. So our frustration was we knew what – and they're like, hey, Barry, let's simplify this thing. Uh, they can't cover – they can't cover 11. They can't cover eight. Let's get eight, let's get eight off the hash at, at 12 yards. And Barry could dial up. He knew exactly what we had talked about. But then you also had a dude who needed to call the plays. And the frustration happens. I worry about – I'm truly one of the top things I worry about. One is protection for Casey Thompson. Two – is Casey having to make decisions on what voice he going to listen to? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they got like that. They, I, yeah, it sounds like they got that, at least on the surface. Yeah. They got I'm that nipped in the butt. And, um, and, uh, and the fact that Whipple's the quarterback coach, I think, helps out a lot too. So uh, I think uh, that's kind of handled. I think the biggest thing is, uh, for me and Barry, you could talk about just the offensive line their ability to create the, the I call it conventional running game is so huge in this game. And, and this is on the assumption expectation and Nebraska better win this game. So, but establishing an, a conventional <laughs> run game or theory or call, play calls or that is conventional run game is so huge because in order to finish the season, whether you want to finish, you know, trying to finish 10 and 2, 9 and 3, 8 and 4, 7 and 5, or if you got to really, you know, rally to finish 6 and 6, right? You have to be able to run the ball from a conventional standpoint if you want to win. And so I think it's so huge. And Barry, I want, I want to ask you this. And I've, and I know this because I've played against offenses that do this. I've no coordinators that do this. And I know Whipple's not like that. I always, I tried to explain to the listeners the difference between calling a run play because you feel like you have to out of necessity or calling a run play because you actually want to run the ball explain the two yeah. differences because it's it, it's it's the diff it's it's when you call it how you call it you can call it you know a run play out of a certain formation certain personnel yeah. and you and it all goes into one and it explain the differences because you know, sometimes, you you know, you can get snowballed or smokescreened into, oh, okay, this team is actually trying to run the ball, and they're actually really just doing it as, like, an exercise of doing it. Right, right. No, I, I think w- as we're talking about the pass team, like, you know, we're the easy five yards. Uh, the, the first distinction in modern football, are you gap team or your zone team, right? Are you gap scheme or zone? And there are guys that will try to mix both, right, because – yeah, so, but, I, but I think you have to settle on, on an identity. That's the first thing. The other thing I think when it comes to the run game is, and I'll get to your point, Jay, is that, you know, there, there's the run game is pretty simple. You, you run twos and threes, fours and fives, sixes and sevens, and eights and nines. Like that, those are the areas that you're attacking, right? And you, you take that palette 
in formation as you're looking at, okay, is this three technique playing this? Is this a four eye? You know what this is to, to kind of design the take take that palette and say, okay, this is what we want to do out of this formation. This is this is what we're going to get, and we believe that we can we can get this. That's when your run game is purposeful. What you're talking about is somebody that they're throwing the ball around the field and they just call like an okie kind of, you know, maybe, you know, and it's like, okay, really that's that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. I mean, the, if you have a purposeful run game, let's say uh, a few years ago, I think Marty Schottenheimer, uh, I mean, I thought many years ago, he, he was just sold on power. I just believe power was a great play gap scheme and they ran it and they built everything off it. They, you know, their play action, everything off it. So you knew what you were going to get. There's only so many different ways you can play it. Right. And so then they took their, their formation palette and what they were showing the defense to constantly get what they wanted. Right. And it's, it's that approach that, that leads to a, a good running game, not hey. They're pinching inside. Let's run toss, you know. Or or we're tired. We're tired. Yeah. Let's run, let's play, yeah. call a running play until we can figure yeah. out what, what we're going to throw next. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 if you ever get in a game planning room with O line coaches, I mean, you know, they're in there. They're like, it's like, like they have the magnifying glass. Is that a one or is that a two eye? I think it's a two eye. Now he's, he's a one. That's a shade. Right. Give me a shade on that. Yeah. Right, and and that's what they're zeroed in on. Right. Another way to think about this: when you get uh, really good, um, you can start to to understand a defense from the inside out. How are they? How are they covering your three interior guys, your center and two guards? How are they playing that? Right? How that team played can dictate all the positions out, and also dictate the coverage behind. So run guys that really get in there, that's what they're looking at, right? If you give me an off front, if you give me off front, then I know where kind of the bubbles are, right? And can I get up on the linebackers? Is my guy fast enough to cover? Is this a fast flow guy? Then they start thinking about backfield action. Do I want to put him under center? Or do I want to, you know, end gun, right, if I have that flexibility with my quarterback, right? And then that starts to affect the case. Like, for instance, we're playing a team where backers like to really – fire up. I mean, they, they, they get any indication when they're coming downhill. Well, there are certain pass concepts we'll want our quarterback under because that's going to give them the run. We don't have to have a great play action fake. Everything from under center is going to tell them to fire down hard. And so then we build a pass concept off of that, right? But it's not anything exotic. It's stuff that we do, right? Now we know if they're firing hard, then they have less people to get out underneath some route that we want to throw the other third. So, also, Jay, I'm, I'm kind of getting off point, but but to have it fit together, I think, is extremely important. Right. Versus just the open. Yeah, continuity. Yeah. Because now you get a feeling. Now you get a feeling they're trying to do something. Well, right. I, I am excited. <laughs> I am excited, Barry, because this is the time of year now we get to do Nebraska film study. And that's when that's when the lights really come on. So, hey, we'll toward the break. We'll close out this hour with Barry Thompson, with what he's cooking. Let's find that out when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. 
Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.